0: Hey, what's up guys? And today I want to share with you the top lessons I learned from my two-week trip to Turkey and Greece. I just got back about a week ago and it was an absolutely incredible journey. I'm really excited to share with you guys what the trip was like and what the experience was like and also what my top lessons learned were. So this trip was amazing on at least three different levels. So this was a trip with our church and It was called the Discipler's Journey. So we followed in the footsteps of the Apostle Paul and we went and visited lots of churches that he founded, that he wrote letters to, as well as all seven of the churches from the book of Revelation. So it was amazing to actually go and see these biblical places and see the Bible come alive. Like coming back and reading the Bible now, I will never read it the same way because whenever I read in the book of Philippians or Ephesians or Colossians or Corinthians or about the seven churches in Revelation, it's no longer just a word to me like, you know, Laodicea or Corinth. I've been there before. So the Bible coming alive, that's one level of why this trip was absolutely amazing. Another level was just to go visit the countries of greece and turkey just learning about the culture and the people the people were extremely friendly in both places and the languages and for me personally i love travel i love learning about new cultures and things like that but i haven't traveled very much outside of the u.s so this is my first time in europe first time in asia And it was absolutely amazing just from that standpoint. And then the third level of why it was so awesome was just the relationship building. And I'll talk about this a little bit more in my top takeaways from the trip, but when you're with people for 14 days and basically 24/7, you get to build a bond and a relationship with them that you would not normally get to do. Just in in day-to-day life, even if you hang out with them, you spend a lot of time with them, It's different when you travel with someone and you're with them all day, every day, and it's over the course of several days or in this case, several weeks. All right, so I'm gonna do my best to share exactly what the trip was like in terms of the locations that we went to, and then from there, I'm gonna share with you my top takeaways and lessons learned from this two-week trip. And just to let you guys know, I'm actually gonna be interviewing one of our tour guides so we actually had three different people leading the trip so we had our pastor from our church we also had an in-country guide and a different in-country guide for turkey and a, and um a different guy for greece as well we had james in greece and meli in turkey they were both amazing and we also had jeremy stein who works with the centers for holy land studies and he came along as an expert teacher um, on biblical sites in the holy lands and he was absolutely incredible and just to let you guys know i'm actually going to be interviewing him tomorrow and his podcast episode is going to be going live as soon as possible should be literally within a few days of this episode going live so he's going to go into a lot more detail and he will be able to explain much better the different sites we went to and some of the significance of of each of them. So for the purposes of this episode, I'm just going to briefly explain all the sites that we actually went to, and then I'm going to share my top lessons learned from the trip. So make sure you tune in to my interview with Jeremy. He is amazing, and he's going to provide a lot more detail on the trip and the places that we went. All right, so we flew into originally Thessaloniki, Greece, which is in northern Greece. And from there, we took a day trip to Berea and Vergina. Then the following day, we went to Philippi, and after that stayed over in Alexandroupolis, northern Greece, and then the next day we drove, we're in a, a nice big tour bus, we drove across the border of Greece and Turkey and into northern Turkey, the European side of Turkey, and then we drove, made our way down to uh, the Dardanelles Straits and took a ferry from the European side of Turkey over to the Asian side of Turkey, which is pretty cool. Spent the night in Çanakkale, Turkey, right on the coast, beautiful town, and then we went to the ancient city of Troy, Um, From there we went to Asos, then we went to Troas, which is where the Apostle Paul got the Macedonian call, uh, which was a cool place. And then from there we went to all seven of the churches of Revelation and along with a few other spots mixed in there. So, I'm going to be perfectly honest because i don't remember the exact order that we went in and it's a little bit confusing because present day names of these places in turkey are different than the biblical names so it can get a little bit confusing but these are the places that we went to we went to pergamum which was like an amazing mountaintop fortress Uh, thyatira which there's just a little bit of ruins left and a modern city around it Um, we went to sardis we went to philadelphia we went to Laodicea. We went to Ephesus, which was really amazing. Ephesus was the third largest city, I believe, in the Roman Empire, 250,000 people. And uh, the ruins there, it's only about 15% excavated, but it's absolutely massive. And one of my favorite places that we went to. And from there, we stayed in uh, the coastal town of Kusadasi for a couple of nights. And then we went to Izmir, which the ancient name was Smyrna, which was one of the seven churches of Revelation. From there, we flew from Izmir, Turkey to Istanbul and Istanbul to Athens. And we spent our final three days of the trip in Athens. And the last day of our trip, we took a day trip out to Corinth, which was also really, really cool. So that's the route that we took. Again, tune into my interview with Jeremy Stein because he's going to break down um, and, and give kind of a quick overview of all the places that we went and the significance of each and why we went to each of those places. All right, so my top lessons learned from this trip. There were a lot, but I just want to highlight a few. So number one thing I would say is that faith without action is dead. So Brittany and I found out about this trip just three months before it was going to be happening. So back in Uh, july and we went on the trip in october and typically these types of trips are you have to be locked in six months in advance and so it it was an opportunity that just kind of popped up at the last minute for us and you know we got a text inviting us to go on the trip but we both just knew that this was an opportunity that we couldn't pass up and we felt like god wanted us to go on the trip now if we were to sit and think logically about okay well leaving your business for two full weeks um you know that's a huge time investment it was a huge financial investment to make to go on this trip um and a million other things to make it happen and, and also on short notice right so we said yes and we put down our deposit immediately because we just knew that we were supposed to go now i'm not saying that to highlight Brittany and i and be like look how awesome we are because you know we just said yes but I know that if we wouldn't have jumped all in and said yes, immediately put the deposit down and, and locked ourselves in, that we would have let some of those questions linger and sit in our mind and, you know, we may have ended up not going because of that. So the lesson that was learned or I guess maybe even reinforced for me was that you just got to take action. You know, we had faith that we were supposed to go on that trip. We felt like God was saying, you're supposed to be on this trip. And we just took action on it even though it didn't make total sense logically we just did it and i'm so incredibly glad that we did Um, another lesson learned is that the best way to build relationships is to spend time together that sounds obvious right and it sounds really simple but going on a trip like this where you're together with the same people 24 7 for 14 days you build a relationship with them that you just can't build in normal day-to-day life right i mean You're away from all the distractions, away from your kids, away from your work or your business, and the million other things that are trying to pull you in a million different directions in just normal day-to-day life, right? So going on a trip like this, it's an incredible way to build better relationships with people. Um, The next thing I would say is that total immersion is always the best way to learn anything. And what I mean by that is two weeks of just total immersion into these biblical lands and on this trip and into the cultures of greece and turkey can you imagine if you know instead of a 14-day trip it was like seven weekend trips right over the course of like a year maybe it just would not have the same impact right so total immersion whenever you can do total immersion whether you're trying to learn a new language or whatever the case may be total immersion is always the best imagine if you're trying to learn spanish and you did you know five hours of spanish lessons a week for an entire year now imagine doing that versus just going and living in spain for a month that's total immersion right and that's the best way to learn because you'd be forced to learn because spanish is going to be spoken around you all the time and you're gonna to have to learn it just to survive next thing i wrote down was that a physical experience always beats an intellectual understanding so I talked about this a little bit before but you know reading in your Bible just about a location like let's say you know reading in the book of Philippians about Philippi or Corinthians about Corinth or you know anywhere in Acts about the places that Paul went it's one thing to look up the location and I'm very visual so I loved doing this all the time I loved all the the maps in my Bible I would always look at them because I wanted to know You know when paul says that he went to philippi i want to know where philippi actually is on a map but it's one thing to have the intellectual understanding of like oh, okay well here's the location here's where he went but to have a physical experience of actually standing in ancient philippi where the apostle paul would have been or in ancient corinth where the apostle paul would have been or ephesus or any of those places it's just totally different the bible comes alive and i can't really fully explain it to you but It's just completely different than just having the understanding. Another big lesson I learned is that we all need to take time to just slow down and listen more. So I mentioned, you know, having 14 days of just really very few distractions from the outside world. I mean, I only checked my email once or twice the entire trip. There were a lot of places we didn't even have internet because we were out kind of in the middle of nowhere in Turkey, especially a lot of times, small little towns. Um, there were a lot of people especially in turkey these small little towns and cities that we were in that didn't speak english or very very little english so we had just very few distractions so having that time to just slow down and to be able to focus and really for me especially just be able to listen to god more because I think for a lot of people, and me definitely included, we like to talk to God a lot, but we do a lot less listening than we do talking. So it's really good for me just to slow down, get away from all the distractions, and just listen more. So next thing uh, is breakthrough only happens when you push through. So we had plenty of challenges on this trip, especially starting out. So we flew direct from Minneapolis to Amsterdam, about an eight-hour flight overnight. We got there at Uh, something like nine in the morning so it's about 2 a.m our time back in uh, Minnesota and we only had something like 22 minutes to get through customs and get on our connecting flight to Thessaloniki Greece because our original flight um, it was already going to be a tight connection but our original flight was like 45 minutes behind schedule. So we literally had to sprint through the entire airport and again this is like 2am time back in Minnesota and I didn't sleep at all on the flight so everybody's tired and you know that's how we started off our trip. It was a little crazy right but we ended up making it on the flight and we get to Thessaloniki Greece and that's just one of the many little challenges that we had. You know one of the first days I think it was the second or third day we were in Philippi. It rained literally all day long and poured for a lot of the day and we were outside in it all day. And it was kind of cold. We're in northern Greece. Everybody thinks, you know, the Mediterranean really nice and warm. And, you know, it wasn't like Minnesota cold or anything, but it was probably in the upper 50s or low 60s and pouring rain all day. So it was kind of cold, everybody was wet and just tired by the end of the day. It was a long day, right? But the reason I bring those things up is because like i said breakthrough only happens when you push through we could have chose to just be like oh man this trip is miserable this we're cold we're tired and the days were really long Uh, i'm not gonna lie there was one point in the middle of the trip where we were in five different hotels in five days so it was like constantly picking up and moving on get on the bus you know we had our routine 7 a.m breakfast 8 a.m on the bus we're out all day seeing sights and then we get to our hotel like sick sometimes not till like 7 p.m at night go put our stuff up in the room go down eat dinner go back up to the room go to bed do it all over again the next day and so it was at times physically exhausting it was mentally exhausting just because there was so much stuff to try to take in but when you we pushed through that um and i believe everybody on the trip had breakthroughs i definitely had many breakthroughs but you don't have breakthroughs unless you push through All right, next thing, context matters. Like you cannot understand the Bible if you don't understand what life and culture was like and the context to the words that were written, all right? So just to give you a really brief example, we went to Didyma in Turkey. And the reason we went there is because there was a massive temple to one of the pagan gods. I don't remember which one it was, honestly, because we saw so many. But this temple had the largest columns of all of, temples that we saw and we saw a lot of them there it was absolutely massive and this temple complex was absolutely massive and the reason we went there was just to see what the culture would have been like then and if you're a christian living in that town i mean almost everybody else is going to the temple and you know they're there worshiping and it's a big part of their daily life and so you as a christian living there what that would have been like to see the power and might of a huge temple like that and just that man it puts things into perspective when you're actually there standing there next to these massive columns and this massive massive temple but the context of things really matters and i think another thing that was amazing to me was just how you know we'd be at a place like ephesus or corinth or laodicea or any of those and we'd you know, we'd read through some Bible verses related to that place, maybe three or four Bible verses. And then, you know, Jeremy and our pastor and even the in-country guides at times would break that verse down. And I mean, the level of context and detail they went into, you could make a 90 minute movie just about those three or four verses. So it just really was so in-depth and learning the context was really cool for me. So another lesson for me was that you can change your destiny. It does not matter where you're at right now it just matters where you end up all right and so the church of laodicea it's one of the seven churches of revelation and it's listed last and the churches are actually listed in order of their declining righteousness so the letter to the laodiceans offers no commendation or really any anything positive but it rebukes them for their lukewarm nature and their pride and they were basically not in a good place as a church. So if you read that letter in Revelations, and that was approximately AD 100, time frame for that. It seems like they were in a really bad place. Like they were the losing church and like, you know, they're, they're not going anywhere, right? But literally within the last 10 years, the excavations at Laodicea, they uncovered this massive church from around AD 300 or 400. So hundreds of years later, after the letter to the church of Laodicea is you know, making it seem like they have no hope, right? They're in a terrible place. And they obviously turned things around and became thriving because this was a massive church. And like I said, they just uncovered this within the past 10 years. So these are the types of things that you're not going to know unless you actually go there. And so it was really cool to see that. And then, you know, the opposite of that is don't get comfortable with your current level of success. So the church of Ephesus was actually a church that other churches from the surrounding region were looking up to. They were actually praised for their deeds, their labors, their perseverance in a hostile environment but the church in Ephesus according to archaeological evidence did not thrive for hundreds of years after that and so based on what you read in revelations the letters to them it seems like Ephesus is is doing really well you know and Laodicea they're like on their last leg but hundreds of years later we find out Laodicea actually turned things around and they were a thriving church Ephesus Not so much, pretty much the opposite, right? So those are just a few of my lessons. I mean, I'm still trying to process the trip. It was 14 days, absolutely jam-packed, but it was incredible, amazing time. And the last thing I wanna leave you with is that when you get the chance to go to any biblical lands, don't think about it, honestly, just do it because you will not regret it. It will be life-changing for you, I promise you that. And the Bible will just come alive to you in such a new way. So I really hope whenever you have the chance to go on a trip like this, whether it's to Turkey or Greece or Israel um, or any other biblical lands, again, just do it. Guys, thanks so much for joining me on another episode of the Extraordinary Man podcast. Here's the thing. You're never going to maximize your potential on your own. So I'm personally inviting you to come and join me in the private Extraordinary Man Facebook group so you can level up your business and your life. Just head over to Facebook and type extraordinary man into the search box and it will show up as the first result. Iron sharpens iron. And this is the number one place for you to connect with me and other like-minded men who are on a mission to maximize their potential. My goal is to help you become the man God created you to be in all areas of your life. So come and join us in the Facebook group and upgrade your business and your life. I'll see you on the next episode.